When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay. Welcome to Pursuit of the Trivial. This is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to say this is Matthew Carroll? <laughs> yes, I was about to say this is Matthew Carroll. You're not this Matthew Spencer Carroll. Ruder. Um, this, that the, is Matthew this Carroll. This is Matthew Carroll. It's been quite a while, Pursuit people. What's up, man? Yeah, and uh, this isn't really a regular Pursuit uh, podcast episode, but no, I guess uh, what has been a regular Pursuit of the Trivial podcast episode N- nothing, in the last... Nothing in years has been regular. Yeah. So, we're just letting you know about a series of episodes that me and Matt are doing about Matt's um, new album that dropped in February. And um, I think this is the episode that's the about the first track, but we're going to go track by track um, and if you're interested in it, you should go ahead and subscribe to what's it called, Matt? It's the Matthew Carroll podcast. Yeah. So nothing egotistic about this podcast at all. No, nothing at all. Uh, it's very, very humble of me. I just thought that the world needed more Matthew Carroll in it. Um, and so I'm just trying to produce a podcast all about me. Uh, mm-hmm. no, it's it, for real though. It's, it's just a podcast um spencer's spencer's helping me out co-hosting with me because i always love having doing podcasts with spencer and um so it's kind of like harkening back to the old pursue the trivial days um but the specific topic is my album that i just finished and we're going track by track talking about it uh, but we also might end up getting into other things as the podcast goes on we don't know just depending on the listenership and if people dig it we might do just regular updates on there about what's going on who knows what's going on with art and music and uh you know what we're whatever we're doing at the time. So you know, uh, go over there and subscribe if you like pursue the trivial. You will hopefully like this, and hopefully like the music. It's the Matthew Carroll podcast. Yeah, check it out, guys. Um, so here's the first episode, uh, or nearly the first episode of the Matthew Carroll podcast. Welcome to the Matthew Carroll podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm Spencer Roeder. Uh, w- well, Spencer, episode two, we're here. We did it. <laughs> we, we we made it to the next one. We the next it. one that was on the list. Yeah, the next one on her list. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the song, the uh, next one on her list. No, the... Uh, <laughs> yep. Matthew has uh, not memorized his own song names. Well, no, I, I really haven't. Sometimes I'm quite wrong uh but yeah this one's next one on her list um it is the first track on the album and it's uh as we talked about in the first episode um it is uh, we're gonna by the way the way this is gonna work we're gonna talk about it for a few minutes and then we're gonna play the song so you guys get to hear it after we kind of give it some context and give it some give it some thought does Uh, that mean we need to um have a spoiler alert here (laughs) (laughs) yes spoiler alert for the song you're going to hear at the end of the podcast um i really hope uh you guys enjoy uh this album uh and and maybe maybe some of you guys may be joining us because you've never heard the music some of you may be joining us because you already have the album and you're wanting to hear some uh extra content about it either way uh welcome um but this song let's just dive right into next one on her list um 
my first thoughts on Next One Her List are it's my favorite uh, song on the album, actually. Uh, well, I say that. It's my favorite sounding song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few reasons. Some are like my favorite song emotionally, so I'm probably going to get to certain songs and say they're also my favorites. Um, right. He's going like, to lie throughout this podcast is what <laughs> right. he's saying. Some are my favorite... Uh, lyrically, some of my favorite because they they hit me emotionally. Some of my favorite uh, favorite in the sense that they're the like uh, they're the most whatever. Uh, but this one um, this one is just my favorite sounding song. Every time I listen to it, it's exactly what I think of when I think of the album I wanted to make, and it's why I put it first on the album. It's a uh, it's 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 just right right down the middle. In that sort of vibe that I love, it, it has a it has a really cool guitar sound, um, and it has sort of laid back vocals um, in that way that Rivers Cuomo and Ben Folds and some of my heroes do, um, and it re- really cool harmonies in places, um, and it has that really cool at the end. Uh, some of you haven't heard it yet, but at the, at the end of the song, there's a really big moment where you get layered layered vocals on each other, and then even after that, a guitar lead comes in kind of layering these three melodies that are uh sort of bouncing against each other and i just it's my favorite sounding song on the album every time it comes on uh i just get excited um it's got an acoustic guitar in it which is the only song on the album that has an acoustic guitar uh, except for well there's two others two other songs but this is <laughs> this is the, the only acoustic track at the end <laughs> yeah there is one acoustic track I, sorry the only one with the band in it that also has an acoustic guitar because Did... it was important to the sound of the the sound i wanted for the guitars they have this really really pretty mixture of the th- the two electric guitars and the one acoustic guitar going just really this chunky driving thing i just really get excited every time i hear it what were we saying, Spence? Oh, I, I was, I was going to say, going back to the Matt not knowing the names of his album songs, you know, he also <laughs> doesn't know about the acoustic track at the end. Don't tell him anybody. Right. There's actually three songs with acoustic guitar, but this is the only one with the, with the band. Uh, one one has an acoustic, is an is a fully on acoustic song, full on acoustic, just picking picked song, and then one uh, the song starts with acoustic and then moves to electric. Um, but that's, 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 and that's only like a 20 second little moment that has acoustic. So some of the only acoustic on the album, which is kind of weird because I play acoustic live almost exclusively up to well, all your previous work, uh, had acoustic guitar that I recall all the yeah. stuff that you did solo anyway. Yeah. All my previous EPs and stuff have always had a lot of acoustic in them but truth be told i didn't really want that acoustic sound on this album i wanted it to be more like my heroes and more like the kind of music i love and honestly the kind of music i don't hear much um someone someone asked me and i think it may have been you actually uh you were talking to me one day about like uh making an impact musically yeah um that was me and uh dave robertson uh my brother-in-law and your longtime friend yeah, of the of the um, DC on long, screen podcast. Yeah, also my long term friend, but you know he's also my brother in law now. Yeah, um, we were talking about um, kind of what we anticipated for your record, and like you know getting out there, and whether I think we might have used the term would it would it make an impact, or maybe that was my you know when I was wondering if it was going to. 
which were you know it's kind of yet to see because it yeah. hasn't come out yet and, but, and you, you know, were and i think you were talking about whether it was going to make a splash and people were going to it was going to get to people's ears basically yeah whether people would hear it i think is you know not so much like you know a sales or money monetary thing it was just you right. know make an impact would, in, then, in the sense of people hearing it and then we were discussing whether or not you know uh i guess art artistically it would and i guess the main thing i would think of if it were to is it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a revival of the the sounds from and we spoke about it a little bit before yeah of exactly kind of like it's, the late 90s um alternative kind of sound indie alternative kind of thing yeah absolutely and there's just not that much of that being done at least on the radio anymore and and a lot of the bands that are out there these days are so so something that i love about music and i, and I haven't and this song is definitely one an example of this is not taking myself too seriously um all those bands i always mention that i love i feel like they don't take themselves too seriously they kind of like they can have a full-on emotional reaction in the song mm-hmm. but those emotional reactions are like somehow through a lens of is this thing really that important? You know, like kind of a detached uh, sense of like uh, triviality. <laughs> and and this song is one of those. It's like, uh, the song is called Next on Her List and it's about a guy who wants to be with a girl who is currently with someone else or is, 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 um, has seen her be with many others and he'd like to be with her at some point, <laughs> like not not sexually. That's not really the the connotation. I don't I don't think, um, at least at least in my mind, it's he he he's just he wants a chance to be with her, and he has the 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 he doesn't even necessarily expect it would last long. It's just he wants a chance to be with her and and to try like try to make it work, <laughs> right? Um, and I and I and I and I, I loved that idea. And I liked uh, the, one of the things about this song too is it's one of the first songs I'd written, not the first, but really early on in the songs I've written that are not from my perspective. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier when you said this guy is um, for a while the vast majority of what you wrote was very based on your personal life experience for sure autobiographical like the first maybe 200 songs i wrote were autobiographical and uh you know while i think that sometimes that can be good um and and i i I enjoy writing songs that are autobiographical um it also is limiting because you're only you're locked into your own experience i I really liked this album I, i took time to write songs that were from experiences of others from experiences of friends of mine who I, you know, knew the situation really well, like, and I'm writing kind of trying to, trying to lock into their emotional experience and express that. And sometimes I'm just writing a story, you know, it's just telling a story through song. And I think that's what this one is. There's not a person, there's not a, there's not a guy who actually I was writing about in this one. This was a, uh, kind of just a writing exercise and I really loved it. Um, and it kind of reminded me, and for for a minute I was like, is this okay to express in pop music? Like, the idea of just wanting to be with someone who's not really even available. And and, and it, and it kind of, like, I, it took me a while to be like, is this, a, is this an okay song to write? Uh, is that going to resonate with anyone? And then it reminded me, I realized it's basically Jesse's girl, in a way. Yeah, to some degree, except for uh, it, 
it's the girl who like you know tore up Jesse's heart. Right. It it's the girl. Like. It, it, the song starts with she's a heartbreaker, um, and she's just torn through lots of guys. And I'm asking her to tear through me next. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of connotation at some point. And it, but although I was listening to it earlier today in preparation, and there is a part where he he seems to be at the very end, like, no, I think this could be, uh, you know, be with you forever kind of sentiment. I can't remember the lyric exactly. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's maybe, I, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll, be, I'll be hers for all time. Maybe she'll be mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's, there's that little bit of hope in there. And that's, yeah. that's exactly, uh, there's, and, and that's the juxtaposition that I love over the ending is, there's the, the the main vocalist singing, I want to be the next one, I want to be the next one on her list, which to me is kind of a cynical idea anyway. I'm just the next one on a list of guys she's going to be with and going to tear apart. And right. then over the In- top of it, this hopeful guy is singing, maybe I'll be hers for all time. And uh, and, and that just really, that's my favorite. It's, it's the juxtaposition of those two ideas of being... Uh, <laughs> Uh, being being like knowing that you're knowing that it's temporary and hoping that it's not yeah definitely it's a lot of fun for me i really love this love this song love my uh love love what uh love what came of it and the uh, the band really um did a great job we wrote that that the the guitar hook that starts the song is really really Energetic. It actually is what started this podcast. Um, I'm going to use it's, it's being used as the intro to the Matthew Carroll podcast because I like it so much. Um, I, I was kind of wondering what the uh, intro music would be. What the intro music would be? Yeah. Uh, well, it is going to be the intro hook to next one on her list. I love that. I love that hook. So uh, normally that would probably play at the end of the podcast, but you know it's going to be the actual song at the end of the podcast. So there we go. Um, um, I I did actually lick, listen back to the okay. So this was one of the cabin songs, is that right? Yeah, it was written in the cabin when I was okay. just off by myself in a cabin for a week. So Matt would send me um, for for the week would send daily updates on you know where he had gotten usually usually three songs, sometimes two songs, depending on the day. And uh, so I I still have like all the. It's kind of cool for me because I've got all these uh, levels of all these songs. So I, I've got the just basic acoustic version. And then, you know, later on he went and uh, made more of a demo that had, you know, guitar, like electric guitar and bass and drums. And uh, so I went back and listened to this one. And it actually sounds very similar um, to the finished product other than, you know, I mean, you didn't change a lot of the melody or words. No, I think I had and the the, the, the form basic was strums. almost exactly there. Yeah, for uh, the, the, this one came out of me real formed. The feel of it was very similar, even without all of the the fancy cool stuff that the rest of the band did. Um, yeah. So, so you know, maybe it'll be on a deluxe version at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually something we didn't cover that I wanted to on the intro cast was kind of how this album came together. And, uh, I took something I learned doing this album was the idea of iteration. And I really, it's something kind of new to me and that I'm going to continue to do. Um, we wrote, I, I wrote the song on acoustic guitar in a cabin by myself in most cases. And then I took that song and I made a really intense demo 
on my computer, like kind of using GarageBand to like drum, add drums and bass and guitar. And I even hired musicians to come over and kind of flesh out some of the parts and really found the voice of every song. And, and I did that for about 25 songs. And, I, and I, the, my 25 favorite songs that I'd written, I did these demos, really, really close to full, fully done demos. And then after, after I did all of that, I, after I found the voice for the songs, I chose my favorite 12. And then I took those into rehearsal with the band. And the band, we spent uh, about three months uh, working on the songs in a rehearsal space. You know, we already had a pretty much fully done version on the demo, but we took the time to just play them all over and over and find those cool moments and little like f- guitar fills and drum fills and you know bass runs and just all this cool stuff that we were able to add in, little pauses and stops and pushes that aren't in those demos but are in the final product. Um, that could, I couldn't couldn't can't say enough about the guys who I worked with doing that. And then we went into the studio once we'd rehearsed them to hell and back we went and uh finished the out al- finished the album by actually going to the studio and l- laying them down um and uh yeah so 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 i iterated it basically there's four versions of this album <laughs> you yeah. know the, the acoustic the acoustic demos that have 200 songs or whatever and then there's the 25 demos that were my favorite 25 that were really close to i mean those demos were further along than a lot of the EPs i've released in the past oh yeah you know? well uh, matt was actually like there was a lot of discussion about whether to even go in a studio at different points or whether to uh hire a producer that like more go to somebody's house or something and because uh, right. you were at the time so happy with these, um, with the demos you'd put together, yeah, and some which, of them I still am. Some of them look back, I'm like, why did I go to studio? That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> they sound a lot better from the studio. I'm sorry. No, I, I totally, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. We we worked with a uh, Mesh Studios. Jason Elgin's the guy's name, and he is he is a boss. Um, and he really, he really, he really put uh, just an amazing, amazing amount of work into these things and made them far better than I ever could at home. <laughs> um, and, I, and that's, and that's the thing. It's my first album. I wanted it to be everything professional. I didn't want to do, Hey, we recorded this part in a guy's basement or whatever, you know? And so I, so I really went all in trying to make this album, everything it could be. Well, um, one interesting thing, uh, as far as song selection, which I know we talked more about last time, Yeah, but, uh, was that this, well, this was one of the, first five you did in the studio because you did five in one day is that right yeah, that's right we did five the first yeah. day and seven the second day yeah and studio. so there was some time in between these two times and like the first time we went in it was this one and you know we'll talk about the other ones later but uh it then it you didn't even know what the rest of the album was going to be at that point <laughs> that's right still, that's right still discussing what songs were going to make it we, um, i had narrowed it down to like 15 or 16 and i just couldn't get those last four to go away like i really couldn't decide and the actual the plan was to do three days of five songs each and really spend the time on uh and 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 then have enough songs to be able to get rid of a couple right uh that was the original plan so that we you know get through the process and be like well we've got 15 songs recorded but you know what that one doesn't sound very good uh, but to, the truth is, after I recorded the first one and got through it, I realized based on my budget, I couldn't do a third day in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> at least not a full band day. Um, it was just too expensive. Um, and I, at that point, I'd spent 
a lot of money and uh, couldn't couldn't justify doing a third day. And so on the second day, I added two songs, and I was like, "Well, that's going to be my twelve. <laughs> I better I better make them good." Um, I, hmm. That's one of the only parts of the process that I ended up changing midstream. Um, but yeah, so this this song is next one on her list. Uh, anything else you want to say about next one on her list? Uh, no, dig it, guys. Yeah, I hope you guys like it. Um, this is my favorite sounding song on the album, and it's the first one. And uh, this, for many of you, this may be the first time you hear any of my music, so I hope you like it. She's a heartbreaker. Been too scared to risk it But these feelings, they get stronger I can't wait much longer I wanna be the next one I wanna be the next one on her list I wanna be the next one I wanna be the next one on her list other guys, maybe if I'm clever and funny and sweet, she'll stay with me a while, I wanna be the next one, I wanna be the next one on her list, I wanna be the next one, I wanna be the next one on her list. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.